Well, up next, we're going to talk to an expert in self-defense. We are obviously looking at what's been happening around the country, and we are basically going to to see what we do and, and how we safeguard ourselves because we don't. We don't want to panic, we don't want to overreact, and we don't really want to go into a defensive mode where we become prisoners, you know, in our homes or of our lives because we're too scared to do anything. Um, I think one of the ways to say to people that we're not going to accept this violence against women is by women going about their business, raising their, their voices as they have, raising awareness, protesting, holding people to account, uh, ministers, police, etc., the justice system. You know, everybody's got to do their bit. But we also want to be aware and we want to be, be savvy and have some control over our own autonomy and our own selves. So what we're doing is we are speaking to someone who deals with self-defense and specifically anti-rape self-defense is what we're talking about. And we're going to be chatting to Leon Myberg, who is with Cobra Defense International. Good evening, Leon. Good evening. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. You are welcome. So thank you for having me. No, th- really, thank you. I mean, uh, it's a terrible time. It's a huge crisis, and it's about time that it got attended to properly. There are just the most heinous things uh, happening to women. In fact, um, just a few days ago, there was a, a young woman who was coming home from work. It was late. It was it was getting dark already. It wasn't that late, but it was getting dark already, and she took a shortcut across a field. And she says, as she was getting, luckily, she says, I was close to the road, so coming almost out of the shortcut, and a man pops up out of the bushes. And he tries to grab her, and he, she runs, and he gets a hold of her handbag, which is flying out behind her. She has the presence of mind to let go of the handbag, because if she had hung onto the handbag, he would have gotten her. She lets go of the handbag. He then throws a little rock at her, which hits her and she falls and uh, he almost grabs and she manages to get away again and gets to the road and that's what saves her because she gets to the road and there are cars driving up and down the road and he turns around and um, she actually actually someone stops and they were videoing I don't know what they were doing with their phone in the car and you see her, she's quite distraught and she's crying and they help her. They take her and they take her to a friend's home close by and she waits there for her dad to come and collect her. So what I really found uplifting about this terrible story is that there are people who will help. I mean, we were listening yes. to, to someone talking earlier on before I came on about um, women are scared to trust someone because they might just have been accosted and then a man comes along and they're afraid to let him help them because they don't know what to expect. So it's just a terrible situation. But here is a situation where this young girl was helped, young woman was helped by uh, a couple of people who took her safely to a friend's home and waited with her for her dad to come and get her home. So it's kind of the two sides of the coin. We have the situation where we have this kind of extreme violence, a strange man pops up out of the bush. He's obviously laying in wait for a victim to come along, you know, and um, 
she gets away from him and is helped by other people, by other men. So it's not, you know, hashtag all men are trash. It's some men are trash. And it's just we as women are trying to say no. We also can do more about protecting ourselves in a physical sense. And by do more, I'm not saying we are going to um, change the way we dress or not go out uh, after dark or do things with our friends. No, we're just going to be a little more aware of, from a safety perspective because these there are things that are happening to us in this country that we don't want to happen to us. So we want to take some control of it. So from your perspective, Leon, you've been doing this kind of training now for how long? Um, we've been in operation since 2002, so it's quite a long time. Indeed, indeed. And what is, ha- has things changed between then and now with, you know, women coming and wanting self-defense training or with the kind of uh, tips that you give out to people? Yes, there's been quite an increase in, in the number of people that, that join our classes. Um not specifically only for rape defense, but for self-defense in general, because um, self-defense encompasses a, a, a wide spectrum. Um, there's a lot of types of attacks that you can face today, ranging all the way from, from verbal assaults all the way to violent crimes. So we, we deal with the entire spectrum in our, in our training. So now when it comes to women specifically, I mean, what are kind of like the top three tips for women generally? I know that's um, a very well, broad um, brief that I'm giving you now, but yes. kind of considering what's happening in the country at the moment, what would be your top three tips? Okay, I have to contextualize it a bit. Um, one needs to understand that, that these brutal criminals basically operate like predators in the wild. So they seek easy opportunity, just like a lion would, would seek out the baby impala or the baby buffalo and not the most fiercest and strongest adult male. Um, the same way these criminals seek out their victims. Right. So your goal should be not to be to be that baby impala. You should not be an easy opportunity. Um, and the way that you do that is to understand what these predators look for, um, what motivates them, what drives them. Basically, they're driven by by um, a psychological reason where they feel the need to dominate. Um, they they uh, driven by greed. Um, where there's robberies and those type of things. They're driven by revenge sometimes, where they're angry at somebody and feel that somebody deserves what's coming to them. Um, and then there's also, there's also um, the, the fact that they, when they seek easy opportunity, they look at certain body types. They look at certain physical uh, type of, of characteristics. They always want the weaker ones, the ones that they think they can overpower. They also look for intoxicated people, people that are under the influence of alcohol or drugs mm-hmm. because all the inhibitions fly out the window. And they, they go after people that are relaxed and that's not paying attention to their mm-hmm. surroundings. And, and the same to uh, uh, people that are distracted, you know, busy on your phone, checking your social med- media in public. Mm-hmm. So that's what they look for. Yeah. So the easiest way to, to not become a victim of, of that is through a principle that we call the triple A principle. And um, right. your first A stands for awareness. Now that, that covers all the things that we just discussed now, not to be distracted in public, um, you know, all those type of things. The second A stands for alarm. So that refers to listening to your internal alarm system. You know, when you get that feeling that something mm. is, is off, something is not right, 
You mm. pay attention to that. Mm. And then the last A stands for to act appropriately. So you can do one of three things. You can either fight or you can flee or you can comply. And the, uh, the challenge is to determine when do I fight and when do I freeze and when do I flee. Now, we always recommend if there's a violent crime where somebody is trying to injure you or hurt you or, or kill you, you fight at all costs with everything that you have. But if they want your property, like your handbag or your mm. phone or your car, give it to them because yeah. you can insure it, you can replace it. It's mm. not worth risking your life mm. um, for a phone. And then in terms of fleeing, that's, that's always the best option. If you can get out of there, do so. So, so that's basically the top three tips. And if you, if you decide to fight, um, generally speaking, you have, to, you have to focus on injuring and not mm. hurting your attacker. So there's a distinct difference. Hurting makes, makes him more angry mm. and injuring him incapacitates mm. him. So he cannot fight any further. So if you need to injure somebody, you would obviously attack things like the eyes, the throat, the groin, the knees, and the spine. Um, so those are the key areas that, that we train ladies to focus on when they are faced by a stronger, bigger male attack. Okay, because my dad always says, you gotta, <laughs> if, if you're ever attacked by someone and you can't get away, you need to try and get them on the ground. And if you get them on the ground, then you've got to find a way to keep them there. They've got to stay there. Because if they yeah. get up again, then it's over for you, basically. Yeah, he's, he's basically saying the same thing. You have to, you have to injure him mm. so that he cannot fight any further. Because if you only hurt him, for example, if you only kick him between the legs, mm. that's only going to hurt him. It's yeah. going to make him make more him angry. angry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's a common myth that, that, that a lot of ladies believe, that if you kick a guy between the legs, that's the ultimate, mm. that's the only grail of self-defense, which is absolutely not true. What is because the holy grail? Because if you think about it, most men have been protecting that area for their whole life. <laughs> um, instinctively, they, they guard yeah, that yeah, area. Yeah. So it's very difficult to actually strike a man there. Yeah, yeah. So what is the best area then to go for? The uh, we advocate to go for the eyes. Right. Um, so you can use a thumb to mm. push your thumb into his eyes. You can do that while you're standing. You can do it even if you're on your back. If mm. you manage to land on top of your attacker, mm. it doesn't require any power any strength, you just need to put that finger in there. Mm-hmm. And then secondary, the throat. Any type of strike that you can throw to the stru- throat, that impairs his breathing pattern, mm-hmm. and your, your survival instinct will force you to focus on your breathing. Um, you can do that in a variety of ways. We teach a couple of strikes how to do that. And then moving down um, the groin, we, we advocate a, a technique that we call um, a groin grab, where you you grab and you twist and you pull, which causes internal bleeding. And then moving down to your knees, we focus on, on, on a stepping type of action. We literally just step onto the knee and try to push it backward. And then the spine, is, there's a variety of attacks that you can launch on the spine. Okay. I mean, that knee thing sounds like you're going to do some serious damage there. Yes, definitely. Because if you consider... Um, it doesn't matter whether you have huge muscular legs or mm. thin legs. In your knees, there's only tendons, ligaments, and a couple of bones. Right. So um, everybody's knees are equally vulnerable. Mm. The same with your throat and the same with your eyes. So, so just tell so, me, tell me again. So the groin is grab, twist, and pull, and the knee is? A stepping action. You literally grab hold of an arm or a piece of clothing of the attacker, you literally lift your knee in front of you and you step onto his knee 
and you push backwards. So forcing his knee backwards. And in your mind, you have to focus or visualize on stepping through that knee. So you literally just put your weight onto his knee. You, just, you can also do it if you're lying down. Um, he pushed you over and you're lying on your side, on your back, and he's approaching you. You, you literally see. lift your knee mm-hmm. and you literally kick as hard as you can towards the knee area, the kneecap. Okay. That sounds, yeah, that sounds very, very, like I'm going to, something's going to pop off is what that sounds like. Definitely. So we, we practice it in our studios with uh, kicking shields and kicking backs. And it's amazing the power that most ladies can generate yeah. um, using their legs. It's, it's really a very, very effective technique. So now I have to ask you this as well. Um, a while back, my husband bo- bought me pepper spray. And I'll be yes. very honest, I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in the house. I have to go and look yeah. for it. But a, a number of ladies are now also walking around with tasers. So I have to ask, um, which one is better or should you have both? Or should you have right. neither? Well, first, of, first of all, a weapon is only a weapon if it's on you. In other right. words, if it's available and if, if you know how to use it effectively, mm-hmm. then it's a weapon. Otherwise, it's a prop with a possession that you have lying somewhere in your... Yes, that's Now, choosing between these weapons is, is dependent on a number of things. Each one has its own advantages and disadvantages. For example, pepper spray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be affected by wind direction. So if you use it outside and the wind blows back towards you, you can also be affected by it. Mm-hmm. It can be affected by a number of other things. Um, pepper spray affects the mucous membranes. So in other words, the eyes start tearing up and, and the mouth start burning and the nose start running and so on. But some people are not affected as much as others. Um, if you're under the influence of alcohol or drugs, for example, it still affects you, but you just don't care about it. Right. Um, yeah. And then what also happens, a lot of people, because they do not carry the pepper spray in their hands, mm. the moment they need to use it and that adrenaline kicks in, all your fine motor skills shut down. In other words, your fingers does not work the way that it normally works. Um, I'm sure you've experienced it yourself. If you um, are under the arrest and you quickly want to phone a number on your cell phone, you can't do it. Mm. Normally, you can phone that number Mm. every single day, but when you're under stress, almost impossible. The same with using a weapon. Moving to to tasers, there's two different types. You you get the the one that's commonly referred to as taser, but which is actually a stun gun. Um, that's the one that you see um, that the vendor sell on the street corners. That one that makes the, yeah, the, the yeah. sound. And then the taser is actually a brand name for a, a device that fires two electrodes right. into a person's body, right. and it can yeah, incapacitate him. Both these weapons um, are dependent on battery life. So if your battery runs out, obviously it will not work. A taser um, is a short-range weapon, so the guy literally needs to be on you, and you have to have physical contact, contact with yeah. him. Yeah. There's a 50-50 chance that it might shut him down. You never know. A taser, um, the one that you fire, you have one shot, and if you miss, it's gone. It's over. Um, a taser is actually developed for law enforcement purposes. So if you have a, a suspect that you can't arrest and you want to detain him and bring him under control, that's the tool that you use. It's actually not the ideal weapon in, in our view for self-defense. Um, because again, it depends on a lot of things. You have to fire accurately. You have to be able to use it under mm. stress. 
which a lot of people cannot do. Mm. Yeah, no, so, I yes, can imagine that's, that's that, that when people are, are panicking, um, to kind of just remember all those things and then to get it out of wherever it's in and point it in the right direction. and Yeah, it's very difficult because what we do in COBRA, for example, we do scenario-based training. So we teach you a technique or how to use a, a, a self-defense a tool or device and under calm conditions. And then we do a drill where we tire you out and you have to use it when you're tired. And then we do scenarios where we apply a lot of external factors. There's people shouting and screaming. There's objects in your place uh, or in your way that you, that you have to work around. Um, there's a lot of stressors added. And it's surprising. Almost every person that we've run through our 10-week academies now, one day camp, the first time they do those drills, they mentally shut down. Um, they're unable to do the simplest of tasks. Mm-hmm. The next mm-hmm. time you do it, it becomes easier. The more they do it, the easier it becomes. It's almost like going down a, a, a roller coaster at an amusement park. Mm-hmm. The first time you go down, there's normally a camera at the bottom, takes a picture of your face. When you buy that picture, you look horrible. You can see the fear, the naked fear on your face. The second time when you go down, you used to the right, you look at the cameras, thumbs up, and you try to look all cool because you're used to it. That's the same way that scenario training works. And the more you get exposed to, right. to, to using your weapons under stress and duress, the easier it becomes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Leon, thank you so much. Please, uh, we've got listeners uh, messaging us and asking for your details. Um, we've got one message saying, I'd like to send my son who lives alone in Joburg and my daughter. They've been victims of armed robberies. And just a couple of people asking, how do they get hold of you guys to go through one of your courses okay um, they can contact us on the following cell phone number 0822 mm-hmm. 999 117 0822 999 117 correct yes okay or they can send us an email to info at cobradefense.co.za info at cobra and they can Defense. also visit our website um, www.cobradefense.co.za Excellent. That sounds easy enough. Thank you so much for coming on. I am definitely going to remember grab, twist and pull. That's the groin. And for the knee, you need to get on top of it or from the front of it and push through it. Imagine That's correct. Mind you're pushing through it. I think I'll be able to remember that. All the rest, I don't know. The taser will never make it out of my handbag. Uh, I don't think I'll get to the pepper spray. I think it's going to be... Yeah, that's 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 going to be it. But thank you so much for coming on. I feel better. Also, the triple A, I'll remember, awareness, alarm, act appropriately. Run if you can. That's the first option. Yes. Run if you can. The second option is if there is violence, a threat of harm, fight as hard as you can and yes. then and then run away. The third option, I've forgotten. Comply if they want your property, if there's physical stuff that they want, your purse or your money or whatever. Now, that one is easy for me because I I say that to everybody. I say if somebody comes up to you and they want your stuff, give it. It's just stuff. 
you know exactly that's that's all it is so so that one is is easy for me so awareness alarm act appropriately and grab twist and pull and then the knee through the knee and then the eyes the eyes finger in the eye and then the throat a sharp uh, blow to the throat and also you can't hurt you must injure because if you hurt they'll come back at you doubly so exactly. you have to actually do some serious damage and run away. Exactly. And run. Yes. Yeah. 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 Leon, thank you so much. I, You're more than welcome. I feel I feel better. I feel slightly prepared because you know you always think as a woman uh, usually you're a little bit smaller than than a, than a guy physically and I myself am not a physically big person. Um but yes and also not you know not to be a victim to look like you know kind of what's what like you have your wits about you like you're not going to be an easy victim it sounds simple but i know that it works so thank you very much for for sharing your information with us and i will remind our listeners as well where and how to get hold of you thank you so much once again for coming on the show thank you very much have a great evening thank you bye-bye